Show sponsored by Spell Rogue, your next deck building roguelike obsession from Guidelight Games and Ghost Ship Publishing. Available now in early access. Cast powerful spells with the mythical mana dice as you manipulate rolls to duplicate, split, flip, and enchant your cards with spell effects to bend fate to your will. Because Spell Rogue has deck building and dice rolling, and that's double the nerd things. Experiment with dozens of legendary artifacts and hundreds of upgradable spells to build some truly wild combinations, and those will come in handy as you attempt to cleanse the land and annihilate the monstrous Void Walkers. Because let's be honest, voids are very dangerous and nobody should be walking anywhere near them. Head on over to Spell Rogue's Steam page to learn more about the game and join in on the early access adventure today. Because those mana dice ain't gonna roll themselves. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Firelink Podcast, episode number 11 for Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. My name is Marty Saliva, and as always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Casey Wosu, Nick Calandra, and Eric. Eric's everywhere. Yeah, Eric is, is all <laughs> Eric, Yeah, we leave a seat open at the table for uh, producer Eric. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us live for our weekly podcast. We have a wonderful show for you today. Uh, we're doing a little Nintendo wellness check. Which is also, that means a Marty Wellness check to see if everything's going all right. Uh, Nintendo had a partner direct today, uh, and that is coupled with some very good news and some not so good news if you're a Nintendo fan. So we'll uh, uh, unpack all that. Uh, there was a new Borderlands trailer for a Borderlands film that was announced eight years ago at PAX East. <laughs> it's now, it's is, it, now, is it really eight years old? It was announced eight years ago. Good and God. it is now coming out. And in terms of its cast, it is punching above its weight. And in terms of what the quality of the movie looks like, it's a film. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, we're going to be breaking down our main topic, uh, the three-minute look at gameplay of uh, Elden Ring Shadow of the Erdtree, uh, the DLC slash expansion coming this summer in June, uh, whether we're excited for it, what we think it might be, and uh, what this might speak for the future of From Software, question mark, question mark. Uh, but first, how are you guys doing? Doing all right. Great. Yeah, high been, energy. Uh, it's great. <laughs> a little sleepy. <laughs> And then uh, editing all day, but yeah, I spent my entire President's Day doing house or house fixer up their things. I cut drywall for the first time, <laughs> my drywall for the first time, which was terrifying. Mm -hmm. uh, but hit all the cables behind my TV. Finally, put up some art in my house so the wall doesn't look bland anymore. What kind of art are we talking about? Picasso or Master Chief? There, you should be able to. Uh, there's a there's a Zelda display back there. I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to put up Zelda art. <laughs> or is it is it like a hot princess Zelda art? Like she's no. like a bikini. No. Oh yeah, so that, was it like that one uh, that one sort of like uh, ancient hentai picture of like the of the squid like making love to the woman, but it's like an Octorok and uh, Princess Zelda. Is ancient that, hentai. That, that's a very. You guys know what I'm talking about? That old school. No, no. hentai. No, this is all you, dude. No, 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 no. Chat, chat, nope. chat, chat, nope. chat, chat. Chat's chat. not helping you with this one. Chat, come here quick. Shut up, guys. Nope. Nope. Chat, you gotta help me. Nope. You know what I'm talking about. You know there's that ritzy hentai. Y'all nope. know what the ritzy hentai is. It's real. No. It's in museums. It, Bert Cooper put, had it in his office in it's Mad Men. In Maybe it's museum. not real. Maybe it's literally just from one episode of Mad Men, which is why I'm so <laughs> positive. The Fisherman's Wife. Made, Matt is there. No, uh, Matt the is there with the Fisherman's Wife. Uh, Eric, do not put the Fisherman's Wife in the corner. Yeah, don't, please. <laughs> The Fisherman's that is for Wife. Home consumption. Yeah, Fisherman's Wife. If you guys want a Fisherman's Wife painting, if you want to do like a little Google, Japanese um, painting. Yeah, I'm about to do that. Dream of the Fisherman's Wife. 
take a look at that see what's going on there boom oh my god this is absolutely art you guys looking at this nope okay i'm sending it to you uh no. in, i'm sending no this, <laughs> i'm sending it to you in firelink HR. oh what? crap i have seen this before this is art <laughs> see yeah i'm cultured this is what i have in my bedroom uh Welcome. The door's broken. Welcome. <laughs> I have one in every room in my house, my guest room, my, my bedroom. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for being Casey, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. After uh, that little interlude. <laughs> He's awake uh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a little. <laughs> that hentai woke me up. But, um, <laughs> no, my, the, my President's Day uh, was also kind of low key. I spent most of it uh, cooking. Um, I was trying to make um, the one thing my, not, not mm. through any fault of her own, but the one thing my mom has uh, taught me how to make from like our, our family history, uh, Nigerian jollof rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out like 80% good. Like yeah. it has all the flavor. Uh, but I, I, you guys know this, I, I screw up rice. So it was a little too wet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Next time it'll be a little too dry and then you'll get, you'll like uh, Goldilocks it. Right. If it's too dry, that's like undercooked. Like I just, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> rice rice that, like you throw a texture is actually kind of hard to get right. <laughs> Thank you. Like folks keep, uh, <laughs> folks keep judging me because I struggle with rice, but like, I'm not just making plain old white rice in a rice cooker, which mind you does all the work for you. Like you need, it's like cooking rice and then cooking rice again, but then not overcooking it. Like that's hard. You gotta cook it twice. I feel like you're trying. This is like you, like your your video game mindset of like I'm doing rice on hard mode, and I'm like that's great, dude. I'm just doing rice easy over here and eating my meals in peace. <laughs> and you're like I beat seafood without ever dying, and I'm like I was a ten thousand year old man when I beat. I just it. I just like my my jasmine rice because you just throw jasmine that in, you boil great. it, and it's fluffy and it's done, and that's it. See? You know what's going on. Think about that jasmine. Yeah. Top five, top five Disney princess. But speak, speaking uh, of uh, uh, things that are hard to do right, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but when I was trying to figure out like what what am I gonna do to put on my walls and everything, mm. as a man, I have no idea how to make my house look nice. Yeah, <laughs> so you put a picture of Princess Zelda? <laughs> no, I have I have Zelda there. I have Last of Us over there, and I have Bloodborne over here. Yeah, and then out in my I'm noticing a motif. Uh, out in my living room stairs, I got two canvases of Max and Barry that I'll put up there. Well, family <laughs> living room stairs are going to be the family and friends theme, and then down here is like my nerd like your, cave. Yeah, your gaming nerd, gaming nerd sports nerd. and nerd cave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I had a wife, similar. <laughs> I, had, I had a similar revelation in because I, I like when I first bought this house. Um, like I had two of my my frat bros living in here with me. <laughs> and so, like, we arranged stuff in a way that made sense to us. Like, oh, this is for function yeah. and blah, blah, blah. When my fiance moved in here, the way she rearranged the living room, it finally was like a place we could sit down and live in. <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> and it was it was shocking how bad we had it arranged before. Like, we yeah. had we had like a 60 inch TV on top of a mantle on a, of a fireplace. Ooh. And we, I only realized very recently how dangerous. Y'all were just was. like cranking your neck up there? Yeah, it, it was really badly positioned. We were like, oh, it's so big, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll just sit this far away. It was dumb. She helped yeah. so much. I, uh, yeah, I posted a picture of like, I started 
hit all the wires behind my TV and everything that I posted the picture and like half the comments weren't like, nice job. You did a nice job with that. It was uh, your TV's too high up. And I was like, no, my TV stand is too low. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you should have got lower on the ground and like filmed it at a Dutch angle. Like Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah. What? That would have looked even more wrong. Oh, the I other angle. I should have just said it sitting down. <laughs> there you go. Um, you'll get there. There's there's uh, various video games you can uh, play to uh, learn about interior design, such as Animal Crossing, the hit first party Nintendo video game. I don't right. think Animal Crossing that's helps. Just, I'll be honest. Gonna remind Animal me Crossing can absolutely teach you about feng shui. Are you kidding me? This is going to remind me, but of not like mortgage. in a real house, in like a diorama. <laughs> no, I think you could you could learn a little bit about spacing, about what looks good from Animal Crossing. It sounds like you just had a bad Animal Crossing. This, this harmony mm. says that confirmed for being what all, as all expected. So a bunch of Halo posters aren't good enough. I don't actually have a single Halo poster in my house. Weirdly enough, the game's ugly. So like I, 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 a real tasteful picture of Master Cheeks. cheeks. <laughs> I ordered, I ordered uh, two two new displays. I ordered one that's like this nice like uh, nature painting, just because I wanted something that like looked made me calm when I looked at it. I guess. <laughs> and then I got one that's a fucking dope ass Dark Souls picture that I'm gonna hang up in my basement. And I'm like, yeah, I just want that one. <laughs> Those are like inside of us all. There are two wolves. The nature painting <laughs> that makes us calm, and the dope ass Dark Souls post that gives us anxiety. And they're gonna be next. To, they're gonna be right next to each other. I'm gonna look at one. And be like, ah, I'm happy. Another one. I want to kill you. Exactly. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, before we uh, jump into Nintendo, uh, Fars Crier with a five dollar dono. Thank you so much, Fars Crier. And remember, everyone, uh, we are we are supported and funded by your incredible patronage over on Patreon. Your your super chats, your donos, uh, it, just your support in general. And we really appreciate it. So with that five dollar dono, thank you so much, uh, Hokusai, who's the artist behind that Japanese woodblock I brought up earlier. Must have been baffled when he got a commission for someone's niche fetish fetish in eighteen fourteen. That's what people don't realize. There were freak geeks since the dawn of time. Like if 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 there was Adam and Eve, one of them was a freak geek. <laughs> <laughs> so well, yeah, was, Adam pulled an apple off a tree and he was like, yeah, that's that's not which what one was a freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was that must be great. He probably loved it. No one knows what the fuck else. Hokusai that actually, is Hokusai your dude over your shoulder? You got a Hokusai in your room, Casey. <laughs> Just a, a Hokusai. No, no, is that wait? He made this too? Yeah, the great wave that. of Onigawa. Yeah. What's going on on the other side of that wave? I bet there's a little there's a little tune link in a boat. Well, yeah, does not, like mine was Zeldafy. Like there's actual Toon Link in there, floating away from Marty with his hentai poster of Zelda in there. You actually just reminded me that in uh, freaking Blue Eyed Samurai, when they're in the little brothel, they do that. Like one of the ladies has like a whole thing with a squid, and dudes are watching. Like that happens in that show. Oh yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that scene. It was a reference of high art, apparently, and not just lewdness. Think about <laughs> it. See, think about it. Um, speaking of hide art, uh, Nintendo. Oh, they want to see a little bit. Hold on. There you go. Get a little bit. Get a little bit. Get a little bit of that link. Yeah. A little bit of that Hokusai. Bite off. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, he went. <laughs> Eric, what number did you hit for that? <laughs> that was yeah, I wasn't scared. <laughs> what if I had crimes back here? <laughs> um, you pointed uh to to Wind Waker. Um. And that's obviously a Nintendo game. That was a real rough transition. Oof, yikes. <laughs> that didn't that's go over well. into Nintendo not announcing it yet again. Yeah. Uh, well, it might be by the end of this year. So Nintendo has uh, had a, a strange uh, week. There's there's three separate things going on. 
uh, one, there was a, a Nintendo Partner Direct this morning. Um, we, we could talk about some of the things from that. It was If people were going in expecting Nintendo's big first Direct of the year, they were probably a little disappointed. It was kind of more niche uh, tastes. Um, so there was that. Uh, and then uh, a good news story for Nintendo is that uh, they are apparently the richest company in Japan. So they, they have the most money of any company in Japan. And that's not video game. No company. debt. Yeah. So like the most like they're in the positive <laughs> of, of any company in Japan. So that's great. Nintendo, you're doing great. Like we're very proud of you, Nintendo. The bad is that people, uh, uh, several reports have come out saying that uh, although it has never been officially revealed and has uh, never been given a date that internally the switch successor has been delayed from this fall to uh, next year. To 2025 uh the the reports citing that nintendo wanted to launch the thing with a really strong launch window lineup much like the switch had which you know started with zelda and then like a month later we got mario kart and then splatoon over the summer and then by the end of the year we got mario odyssey um so there's these three things at once and so i just kind of wanted to ask you guys like you think everything is everything all right nintendo is it silly for us to ever even worry about nintendo but like is, there, is everything kind all right of. is everything all right at home like there, I think it actually makes a lot of sense that they would push the console back because like they are in no rush to get it out. We are the ones who are in a rush to get new Nintendo hardware. Mm-hmm. Like they can kind of rest on their laurels uh, and have been for a while now. Clearly, uh, their releases have been drying up. Like you know they have things coming out here and there, but clearly they want um, you know very big titles to launch on this new thing, which is why we're seeing such a drip feed of like actual stuff for the regular Switch. Mm-hmm. Which kind of Xbox is almost coming to the rescue for them in that now they're going to start giving them some of their kind of high profile yeah, cool yeah. stuff, kind of fill out that library a little bit. So like, yeah, they'll probably lean a little bit on third parties in the interim. Um, but like, what is, does that mean that uh, some stuff like Metroid Prime maybe is going to show up there or? Yeah. So like, we know. I, that's what I feel like. I feel like, yeah. They have like a th- two or three month plan and that they have that peach game coming out and then uh the thousand year door paper mario uh, remake mm-hmm. and then the luigi's mansion port or whatever remake um that's what i think uh with pretty the dry mid-gen console refreshes sound like they're both coming this year seems like a good way to get out of that way and focus on just having all the news yeah. to yourself in the spring of 2020 it is wild to me that we're talking about mid-gen console refreshes because i'm like how about y'all make a game first <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What if we played that you've been like, man, this has really pushed the limits of this console? Like, what? Yeah. We haven't gotten games. That's true. Like, we've gotten games, but we haven't gotten games. Fucking Earth Tree is coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, we, we haven't really. Yeah, I don't think, I don't feel like we've gotten like a next gen exclusive game that has like just pushed everything forward we've gotten good ones but like yeah, yeah i just yeah. Don't, don't think there's been that one that like has been like man we need the new hardware stat and maybe i mean honestly one thing that my joke answer was going to be we're we're making new consoles for hideo kojima but the true answer is uh they are refreshing their consoles for grand theft auto next year yeah that's what because, i was thinking yeah that is going to be like a legitimate um like a, a, a fucking the system EKG to the, yeah, that EKG, might, is that that what they call it? Yep. Yeah. I wonder if the next-gen refreshes are going to finally hit that 4K60, because that's what these consoles are sold on, and then it very quickly went out of date where you couldn't hit 4K60. 
without all the upscaling and everything because if you look like immortals of avium and all the uh raging behind that because it was like not true 4k at 60 or anything like that so well wasn't that like wasn't there like pushback from devs on that basically saying like like they were kind of losing uh fidelity and stuff by trying to get everything to be 60 like 30 actually worked better for a lot more of these cinematic games than a lot of folks thought well i mean on these on the current consoles yeah but i mean like on uh, my computer i could do 4k 60 on you know the latest games with all the stuff turned on so I don't know. I don't know what these mid-gen fr- refreshes look like, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not paying for a slimmer console this time unless there's like a nice <laughs> visual upgrade in there. Okay, I'd pay for a PS5 that doesn't look like a portal turret. <laughs> I'd pay for a PS5 that just looks like a box, <laughs> like a regular old. Just make it a big white box. That's totally what fine. It, what if it like blooms even more and like the flaps come out <laughs> like even further, depending <laughs> on the time of the year? It's like unfolding. It looks like that um, creature from Nope. <laughs> uh yeah so uh yeah the interesting thing with nintendo is like casey's right on one hand like nintendo doesn't need this because probably with this this means by the end of the year it might become the best-selling console of all time it might pass the ps2 uh depending on what they're able to put out by the end of the year maybe they announce hey those wind waker and twilight princess remasters or ports that we've been done with for a long time we saved them for a rainy day and this was our rainy day you know maybe mm. metroid prime 4 is real and a cross-gen game and that's something that comes out uh there's the pokemon uh, presents for the pokemon day next week we're probably gonna get a pokemon game i don't think we'll get gen 10 but we'll probably get like let's go johto like the sequel to the let's go games or maybe a uh black and white remake or or maybe legends 2 although if you're doing another legends game you got to put that in another hard- you can't you got to get to the next hardware you can't you can't do that on this one yet i can't get another game as ugly as legends um but nintendo is losing out on games that i think they would be able to have slam dunks on this year like persona 3 reload is not on switch it's on pc it's on playstation and it's on xbox but like atlas who has supported switch um pretty heavily uh i think was like we'll circle back around when you have new hardware and i think it's mm. a similar thing with their metaphor refantasio and everything so it feels like nintendo was leaving money on the table by or maybe they're not maybe those people i mean they're gonna dummies wait like me and i'm just gonna buy it again <clears throat> yeah or they're or they'll just wait <laughs> be patient and, yeah it wouldn't yeah. be the first time they've left money on the table like you know what? Good on them. Nintendo is probably the most patient company in the industry. Like they can they can wait and maximize their actual returns for like the the effort and stuff that they put in. So like that is a very good quality that they that they hold. They know how to not have debt. They're very good at that. Um, yeah. So they're uh, during their their uh, showcase today. They showed off uh, like Casey mentioned with Xbox, uh, Pentiment and Grounded are both coming to switch they're also coming to playstation and then uh microsoft and sony separately announced that sea of thieves and hi-fi rush are coming just to playstation and not to switch which is kind of surprising i mean maybe the switch can't run hi-fi rush like or sea of thieves sea of thieves definitely definitely not sea of thieves yeah well i don't yeah unless uh, i would well it probably can i mean it runs (laughs) runs crisis and and witcher and all that stuff it's just a port hasn't been made that I don't, and also like Nintendo's online infrastructure, I don't think is great for live service games. <laughs> the the yeah, water is too pretty in Sea of Thieves. Nintendo can't yeah, that water, water. That water is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> like the Switch would have to like give you ugly water, and then like what's the yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, what happened to Nintendo's? I mean, I, I know the answer to this. It's bad. But what happened to Nintendo like streaming stuff? Like they had 
like control like, or like something on their streaming service. <laughs> yeah, they had control. They had Resi Eight. They had uh, the Kingdom Hearts games are only available via <laughs> streaming, including like fucking two thousand four's Kingdom Hearts One. Uh, yeah, so. they're really pressed for like getting some of these bigger third parties on there. Like that, I guess. I wonder what the process is to set that up. Like, does Nintendo have to take a hit? Do the other companies have to invest in it somehow? Like, I wonder why yeah. more people haven't taken advantage of it despite the big player base. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a that's a really good question. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just maybe it's a little bit ahead of the time. Like, and maybe the people play Switch in little doses, and that doesn't, uh, mm-hmm. you know. It feels like if you're going to go through the rigmarole of starting up a cloud thing, then you kind of are going to be there for a while. Uh, yeah, they also announced during the presentation uh, an Epic Mickey remake, which, sure, um, a new Monkey yeah. Ball game, which I'm very excited about because I love those monkeys. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, which was a Switch exclusive that came out in like 2020, I think, uh, is getting like a special edition called Vengeance, which is also coming to PC and PlayStation. So, so that's nice that other people can play that game. Uh, Suica game got a multiplayer. Let, well, let me tell you, I bought it, I downloaded it. It's local multiplayer only. I don't have anyone to play with. <laughs> it's getting online later, but let me tell you, delightful it is. I'm very, I'm delighted to have more Suica. Not so, that I can use, nice. I can't use it. The, the most important bit you missed here is that Xbox games are coming to PlayStation and Switch, and the world did not blow up. No, everything seems fine. Yeah, no one, no one got angry. Maybe you're. <laughs> I don't know. Up. It was games like no one's really bad about. Like no one's like, "How dare you take Pentiment away from me?" It's like, yeah, that's great. Maybe more yeah, people I should play that. For Pentiment. Yeah, grounded. <laughs> exactly. Seems like a Nintendo game to begin to begin with. Like, uh, <laughs> fucking Hi-Fi Rush feels like a PlayStation game to begin with. If I'm honest. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's a, a much a much to do about nothing, which uh, sounds about like other every than big like, story. Other than like uh, Starfield, which I think is not even worth the trouble, would there be like an Xbox game that people would like actually like lose their shit over? Like this is unacceptable. I mean, like Halo and Gears would be weird because you associate sure, them so sure, heavily sure, sure. with the brand. Yeah. Um, going forward, stuff like Indiana Jones, Starfield, uh, uh, the next Skyrim, you know, kind of kind of stuff that's like they've accumulated. Um, but like if Psychonauts came over, I wouldn't think it's weird at all. If you know. Um. Okay. Microsoft Flight Sim came over. I wouldn't think it's weird at all. To be honest, that is what I thought would have. Like before we knew what was coming, that's what I would have guessed was coming. Is Flight, Flight Sim. Sim? Yeah. Like Flight Sim and Forza. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll just. I don't care. <laughs> as long as long as we get cool games, that's what matters to me. Yeah. None of it. Um. As, as someone who owns the consoles, just will Sony bend? Like, will Sony be like, all right, fine. Take Helldivers too. Oh, I thought you were saying best. I thought you were right, yeah, the studios. studios. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Days Gone? Are they giving Days Gone to everyone? It's like, I mean, that could definitely be one that they like test the waters with, right? Like they kind of don't care about Days Gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the problem is like, so I don't think Sony cares about capturing the Xbox audience. Um, They might care about capturing the Switch audience, but I don't know. Yeah, That's like with how popular Helldivers is, I, I would be surprised if we didn't see that come to xbox at some point that game has done so much more than they ever expected it to so i yeah, yeah they can't just, even keep up with it yeah so i <laughs> wouldn't be surprised to hear like yeah helldivers is in development for xbox later on because it's 
the player base. I mean, I think I saw a tweet that was like 32,000 active players on, on PlayStation, but, you know, 400,000 on Steam. So clearly there's an audience they are not reaching. And once again, PlayStation is just not huge on their own multiplayer games. Yeah, you know what? They'd probably reach a much bigger audience on Xbox than even on their own home platform because you're saying 32,000 like that would have been a failure if they didn't release this on pc <laughs> yeah that would have been a st- i i think that's one of the like when we were talking about the game leading up to launch i think we were we kind of had just playstation in mind like i know personally i was i to me i wasn't even like considering pc mm-hmm. and i thought it would just be whatever on playstation which it seems like it kind of is whatever on playstation but on pc it's found a insane audience like outside of pal world this year i don't think anything's come close to it yeah. yeah, I keep saying that PlayStation players outside of Call of Duty, they don't like multiplayer games. <laughs> like, they really don't. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you're not wrong. <laughs> they, they, keep, uh, they keep canceling their, their internal projects. So, yeah, it's interesting. going to be interesting to see what, uh, like we keep talking about every week, what Sony actually does going forward with um, those games that they theoretically have in development. Mm-hmm. Um, I say theoretically because we don't any, quite any, know. I, I fully, any live service game, like fair games or whatever, I fully expect will be a day one release on PC. I mean, it's, it's the only way for these games to grow. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, last year, Switch had a um, pretty tremendous year, I would say, with uh, Zelda, with Mario, with Pikmin, like two banger installments in two of their biggest franchises, a uh, Pikmin, like a beloved game and a relatively smaller franchise. Um, it doesn't feel like this year is going to be able to sort of capture that same energy, which makes sense because it is now the, you know, the eighth year of the council, seventh, but we're, we've crossed the seven year mark uh, or about to cross the seven year mark uh, next week. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be, you know, they, there's still so many like kind of aces they could pull, so many like you could just be like, and we got uh, GameCube games on Nintendo Switch Online. Here you go. You know, what I mean, there's like so many little things they could do seemingly easy, True. being like, uh, we re- we remade uh, fucking Minish Cap. Here you go. Not like it's easy <laughs> to do a thing like that, but you know what I mean? These like smaller things. They could put a that, small team on it who, yeah, and like yeah. get something out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, some Kirby's more remakes for 60 bucks. God Nick, you haven't played the original games. You haven't played the remakes. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't do that. If they made a Starhawk remake, you'd be like, "Yes, sir, my Warhawks." <laughs> Was it? Would that not be what you said? No. You would say that if no. they announced a Starhawk remake. Yes, you would. No, I would do it for Warhawk, not Starhawk. Oh, my apologies. I'm yeah, be honest. I don't know the difference. Uh, one's in the skies, and one's in the war. <laughs> You you had it so easy. One's in the skies and one's in the stars. Oh, but I meant the skies as the stars. Like stars are just super skies. <laughs> the super sky, got it. Yeah. What you guys disagreeing with me that stars are super sky? You could say that stars are the absence of sky, but that's a whole other. That's not thing. true. If you go far enough in the sky, you get the stars. What are you talking about? That's just super sky up there. That's foolish. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna allow any of this. Uh, before we move on, Dow uh, Dodger with a two dollar dono. Thank you so much. Damn you, Nintendo shakes fists at the sky or the super sky, as some people say. Uh, or Harry the stars Sun, or the stars. Uh, Harry Sun, thank you so much for the dono. Elden Ring DLC is sixty Australian dollars. Better be sequel sized. I don't know how that much. How much? That it actually is. It's less than sixty American dollars, which we'll talk about when we uh, get there. And the DLC is forty. 
You cheated. We haven't gotten there yet. People are going to click off. 40 what, though? Think about it. 40 say nuts. 40 See, it could be 40 nuts, which are 20 pairs of nuts. <laughs> and then uh, Farce Crier. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be Farce Crier, Farce Crier, Farce Crier. What do you guys think? Far scryer. Um, far scryer, I think. Okay, like a scryer. Yeah, of, but far. from far away. I like okay. I like I like the thing more of as far as crier that like far cry has fallen. So, you know, far crier says third one. Like you think I possibly remember the order I said those in? <laughs> Can't possibly be that. Thank you so much for filing our donation. Still hoping for that Eternal Darkness remake. See, that would be another one. If they just said that there was like a relatively lo-fi remaster in the works, people would go nuts. More mm. people would buy it than probably play it on Ooh. GameCube because no one bought it like, on GameCube. No one owns Nintendo Eternal does, Darkness, right? They, they, yeah. Nintendo they can just make one if they want it? I mean, in theory, yeah. Maybe Miyamoto's too scared. <laughs> it's too <laughs> spooky for Miyamoto. He's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to invite those demons into my house. Uh, I would I would love more Eternal Darkness though. And then uh, ten dollars from our good friend Fat Cock. Welcome, Fat Cock. Have you all seen the trailer for Kingmaker? It looks interesting, and I'm hoping for another success story like Pal World. Is uh, Kingmaker was that game Frost shared, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Just like it was an East an guy like tabs almost. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a modern day army guy in a pickup truck is uh, taking kind of, down medieval soldiers. Yeah, just destroying. It looks great. It, it's very funny looking. It's from the developers of Road Redemption, uh, which is like a, a action combat racing game on bikes where you can like beat the shit out of people as you're riding your bike. Road Rash? No, I'm, not, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, that sounds like Road Rash. Yeah, it's just called Road, Road Redemption. Mm, Road Dead Redemption. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this looks like a very goofy, very gamey game, and, but also like the physics and everything looks really fun. So that, that game's going to do quite well. Yeah, and again, that's going to be one of those things that... Uh, the like clips of it just being shared on fucking social media and TikTok and everything will go viral. I will, I will say it looks suspiciously polished. Well, it's been development for a while. <laughs> we're looking at fakes. You think I don't know. Deep fakes. I don't know. Do you like, think this, this is, this is a really good trailer? I just I I kind of worried see... that you're worried that everything's AI, aren't you? <laughs> I don't think this is AI, but this could be uh, a lot of like cinematic uh, trickery in terms of like how the gameplay actually looks. What is that? that? All, it's all like you can tell it's gameplay, <laughs> but it's too, all it's too polished. It's too shiny. No, I hear no, you. Like, I what get, is, like, what is it running on? Unreal Engine Five, UE Five. It's a nice looking engine. I get worried. I get worried about games too, Casey. I know where you. I, I know where you're coming from. I'm just. I'm just worried all the time. Just like you. <laughs> I just don't trust anything. I don't trust a single game I see now. Um, uh, although also, there also missed uh, King's Dead, King Dead 42's $2 donation says Rockstar needs another console to sell GTA 5 on. That's true. Ooh. I'm sure they will sell GTA 5 on the next consoles. There's <laughs> um, something like bundle console. it, <laughs> get GTA 5 and Oh, GTA 5. I mean, you got to keep going. You got to get GTA 5. You got to get Skyrim. Like, <laughs> you got to get all your games. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a lot more, obviously, on Nintendo uh, going forward. Um, but then the other big thing, like I mentioned, uh, the Borderlands movie trailer came out um, starring Kate uh, Blanchett and uh, Jack Black and Kevin Hart and Jamie um, Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. And this thing has was filmed several, several, several years ago. Um, it, uh, it was written by Craig Mazin, who since I believe since 
he wrote this movie, uh, moved on to Chernobyl and The Last of Us. Uh, just a very strange, like, what are we doing here kind of thing. Uh, what, did you guys take a look at the trailer? Like, what, did, did you have any thoughts on it? Like, does this look like it could be fun? I want to say, like, this was a really good trailer for a movie that I have, like, very low expectations for. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, it looks the part in a in like a fun goofy way like they didn't like overly seriousify it sure uh, it looks kind of as irreverent as the you know original games were even though like that sort of style and energy wore thin after the third game in the franchise but like in a movie like this feels very like dungeons and dragons y right it's like oh we're in a fantasy world and we have kind of kooky characters who are hanging out together so like it looks nice it looks like the the cg and stuff that they put in there isn't like tacky yeah, and honestly, like the little quips and jokes that they've had, actually pretty funny. <laughs> like Jack Black as Claptrap is a really good idea. <laughs> like, yeah. you cannot. As much as people have grown to hate Claptrap, no one can hate Jack Black. He's mm-hmm. immune to it. Yeah. So, like, that's that's a really good choice to put him in that in that body. So yeah, I don't I think, know. I think, I'm kind of feeling up on it right now. Yeah, if this goes like the direction that the Dungeons and Dragons movie did, sure, I think it'll be plenty of fun. But sure. Um, I just but, saw that the what was it that the writers or the directors on Spider Man Venom and no, oh, they're just the producers. Just oh, the Sony. producers. Well, that's yeah. not makes me concerned. <laughs> yeah, Avi Arad. Uh, it's yeah, that's nothing. I mean, honestly, not saying a producer doesn't do anything, but if it says from the producer of blank, it doesn't mean anything. It's pointless. <laughs> yeah, putting, putting putting Venom on there doesn't make me more confident now. No, and Uncharted, and people yeah, are going to look at it and be like, maybe Uncharted the game. Yeah, Uncharted and Venom. I'm sure someone who worked on a Gearbox game worked on an Uncharted game. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I honestly, I didn't even, I I thought this trailer looked pretty bad, personally. And uh, I didn't put the the comparison to Dungeons & Dragons, though, because I loved that movie last year. Um, Mm. And yeah, you're right. Like, this could be a very similar energy. Just that sort of irreverence set in the Borderlands world instead of a Dungeons & Dragons world feels like it could be a win uh i just know the dungeons and dragons movie had like a very smooth kind of awkward uh production based on the writers and director and everything whereas this has had a very tumultuous rocky yeah, production it's and very like, strange age directors several times yeah yeah i don't know how uh I don't remember any of the stories in borderlands so i mean to me like the only way this movie works is they're looking for the vault for a vault isn't that the story of every borderlands it's game? Dungeons and dragons yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I, I, just, yeah, I actually like to go to the restroom, but uh, all right, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go through deep lore of Borderlands. I want to hear it. Yeah, drop it on. Because I actually did get into the story. Like, the first game um, was not very big on it. Like it was kind of in the margins a little bit, and they, it had a very disappointing ending. In that, yes, you were looking for a vault the whole time, and once you find the vault, the vault was kind of like the joke is it's a MacGuffin, and it's just a boss that you fight. Yeah, but the second game retroactively fixed that by adding all this context into it and then giving you like a actual villain, despite this whole vault stuff. Handsome Jack. Yeah, with Handsome Jack. And Handsome Jack was very likable, honestly. Well, not he's not a good person, but he's a likable. He's a great villain. Yeah. Yeah. So like from this from the second one on. I was I was deep in the Borderlands lore, like all the different corporate. They even did the uh, the Telltale Tales from the Borderlands, which was really yeah. good. I actually yeah, really people like that. really like that because like they they actually built a cool, uh, fun world to hang around in. Yeah, <clears throat> but three, I feel like uh, there was too much of a gap between when the last you know storyline finished and what was going on in a new one, and they chose to focus on something that was kind of already played out 
when it dropped, which was influencers. Like, oh, the big bads are are these kids that you hate to watch on the internet. It was like, all right, you sound like an old man video game that's supposed yeah, to be yeah. irreverent. So, yeah, it lost me there. Like, the gameplay was boring. The story wasn't holding my attention. So, I don't know. If, they, if this eight-year-old movie still contains some of the energy of, like, the second Borderlands, like, the middle-era Borderlands, like, yeah. it, might, it might work still. Yeah. Like, it might, at the very least, have, like, nostalgia for the people who were fans of that version. Yeah, yeah. It is funny that it almost does feel like the Uncharted movie where it's like a thing that feels like it came out after the thing is not no longer popular, but like, oh, this thing peaked in popularity like a while ago. Yeah. And um, but I mean, it takes a long time to make those kind of things. And like, I I guess it's different, like a a thing like you can say the same thing about The Last of Us. You know, it's reaching a new audience like The Last of Us was big in. 2013 and 2020 and then the the tv show um it does just kind of feel like i'm sorry i was gonna ask do you think this coincide with more borderlands like games i would imagine so right that seems like it's always the safest thing for um like i don't know how jesus what was the name of that gearbox game i think you reviewed it um that came out oh tiny tina's wonderlands tiny tina's wonderlands yeah yeah uh oh which i guess was yeah that was a borderlands thing yeah 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 still more Um, borderlands (laughs) Yeah, and I think like even though no one really talks about Borderlands Three, I think it sold extremely well. So yeah, my gut says yeah, that's the thing that 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 is their money maker and always has been. Yeah, because Battleborn um, was not it. They've not, as far as I know, they've not developed any other successful game. Gearbox has only made Borderlands, which people have liked and has sold, and everything else that they have made has been a failure. Like they've they've uh, published some other games that were good. Mm-hmm. But their studio only makes trash outside of Borderlands. Colonial Marines and Battleborn. Yeah, like and, and like especially noteworthy trash. Like yeah, that's yeah. like, oh, this is like this is yeah. notoriously bad, this thing that Gearbox made. So it's it's so nuts to me how they're still kind of trucking along. Like in, in this atmosphere, like in the, <laughs> with all of these studios being laid off left and right. It's kind of nuts. How did this movie get made? Like I feel like some like Randy Pitcher has some dirt on somebody. I don't know. Like I feel like I don't know. Maybe just on paper, it's like an easy, uh, an easy sell in Hollywood. Maybe it was greenlit after like Fury Road or something. So like, oh, it's Fury Road, but it's funny and it's got Kevin Hart and Jack Black, and we got an Oscar winner or two. Yeah, like Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis, her involvement was like she said something like it was based on like her kids or grandkids were like, oh, her kids are like know. super into like anime and games and shit. Um, okay. That's how I think she's like got super into. She's petitioning to be that like do- horse doctor. Or oh, something from oh, One and uh, One Piece. Yes, yeah. uh, Chopper's mentor. Yeah, or whatever. Is that, she's not a horse doctor. <laughs> no, she's not a horse doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a name for horse doctors? I, I, other than vet, that's just like a general. But like a quest physician. I don't know. <laughs> See, that could be that. No, there's no way to know. Yeah, speak easy with the t- with her name, Kur- Doctor Kuraha. Okay, and that's and her thing is like a weird dog, like anthropomorphic dog, deer. It's a deer, not a horse, right? Yeah, the deer is Chopper, Tony, Tony okay. Chopper, Tony, Tony Chopper. <laughs> I, lo- I love that thing's name, honestly. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, speaking of Tony, uh, Far Scryer uh, with five dollar dono. We'll get to Tony, don't worry. Uh, games that deserve an HBO series, Legacy of Kane. Shame that most of the voice actors are dead slash retired. Rest in peace, Tony Ja. Tony Ja. We're not talking about the t- same Tony Jaa because that man's not dead. We just saw him. I was like, monster, what? And he's doing great. Uh, maybe Tony Jaa with an H is someone we don't know from who was a voice actor in those games. Huh. Um, 
Legacy of Kinwood, but that's also one of those things where we've talked about like that feels like a series that like could get a revival of some sorts, whether it's here's a collection of the old games or we're going to test the waters with a remake and then maybe do a reboot. But the further away you get, the more you're like, does anyone give a shit about this? Like, who's not ancient like us? <laughs> you know, like, does a 20 year old I mean, we're, care are about? Are we still in the, the, that, what is it, the prime audience thing? Well, like, all the media is catered to that demographic, or are we on the way out? Like, is that isn't what it, it is? like? Uh, isn't it like twenty five to forty? I think we're on the way out of it. <laughs> I honestly want to say it's it, like thirty five is a cut off. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I tried to get us an extra five years. Um, you know what? I have more money than I did at thirty five, so that's fine. I'm, not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I could buy things now. Um, yeah, I just don't know if. You know, we go back to the vault. Although, like Nintendo announced, uh, one of the the game that capped off their showcase was Endless Ocean remake. Do you remember Endless Ocean? It was like a I, the name, yes, but like I don't know anything else about that game. It was, was that a JRPG. Wii? No, it was just a Wii game, like a chill simulator. It was like Subnautica, but nothing scary, and you don't have to do anything, and you just kind of <laughs> swim around the ocean and like hang out with fish and stuff. But they announced this one, and they said it's like thirty players online and they're just like a bunch of you could just go swimming in the ocean i'm like well, that sounds nice but i'm also like does this game have any like cultural cachet do people like remember the random ass wii game and like hold it in high you know high esteem that yeah the fact that like i had no frame of reference for this game other than the name like i know that i've heard that name before or maybe i'm confusing this name for something else like star ocean maybe but, that's why you said a JRPG. Like, well, yeah, like, yeah, like it's just, it's like yeah. it's attached to that in my brain. But like, did you know, know Star Ocean was originally called Super Sky Ocean? Uh, I think that's a lie. I think you just lied. Oh, to no, me. that was the truth. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's excited for this, and I'll be honest. Like, I'm not personally excited for a lot of what Nintendo um, will announce on a regular basis. Sure, but. Um, that doesn't stop like legions of people from buying pretty much everything that they announce. Like folks yeah. are having fun. Um, and they're still good at setting up those yeah, kind of and it's out now moments. They do those more during directs than anyone else. Like today mm-hmm. they showed off that uh, Penny's big breakaway game and said it's out now. And that's the game from the Sonic Mania team. That's like a 3D, um, just a 3D mascot platform, but with like incredible movement and and like the actual platforming it is like really fucking interesting because <clears throat> you're this yeah, character that, that has like a magic yo-yo and the yo-yo can be used to like you can ride the yo-yo and it has like its own physics and kind of inertia you can like use the yo-yo as kind of a grappling hook um and it was just one of those games that people have been looking forward to for a little while and during the direct they were like and it's out now that's cool that the sonic mania team that's not sonic team right that was made by some like outside completely team. outside team that's these are just like dudes just a couple of dudes <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of sonic loving bros just a couple of sonic loving dudes and i think they were like hardcore sonic fans they were like hey we'll do another sonic mania and then sega was like no we are fine we must bring shadow back and he is angry <laughs> so they're like okay we're gonna make our own colorful platforming game and it looks really cool so yeah it's nice yeah, it's good for them. I like every once in a while. I like see it's not like a stick it to the man kind of thing, but I'm like, good. You you know, you 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 cut your chops on something uh, mm-hmm. on a doing IP, and now you can go and and make your own thing, which is like what we hope happens to like a Blue Point who have done such a good job of working on um, yeah other people's projects. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's also probably scary to make your own thing. Uh, and before we move on to uh, Airtree, uh, Far Scryer with another five dollar dono. Thank you so much. We are on our way out. Such is life, ladies and gents. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, I agree. We're all dying. We're all dying. Oh, a because bit of our age. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, because of our age. 
<laughs> you're like, oh no do you mean like are we- yeah like is this a cry for help farce <laughs> it's a it's a farce crier um so there you go uh let's move on to our main topic we got to talk mm. about that nerd tree um again because uh it's also funny because first off this uh i believe yesterday uh uh, from soft announced that they are going to showcase the three minute trailer today. So once again, they did their thing where they were like, ah, there's a Nintendo direct that day. We will go that day. <laughs> and then it was funny because that Shin Megami Tensei five got announced early in the morning or at eight o'clock. And then they uh-huh. said it's coming out June 21st. And then an hour later, they're like, we have our game. Earth tree is coming out June 21st. So like, Ooh, another victim. <laughs> Sorry, Shin Megami Tensei. But uh, yeah, shadows, uh, Elden ring, shadow, of the Earth tree, uh, a $40, 40 us dollar, um dlc expansion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever we want to call it uh was uh it had already been revealed was officially shown off of the three minute trailer coming out june 21st uh i dropped the gameplay trailer in there um it looks really fucking cool again one yeah. of those things where it's like I, I think i say it as a joke every once in a while but it's one of those men remember elden ring and i saw this i was like ooh, remember elden ring <laughs> like yeah i'm feeling it again it looks like, good yeah like it's definitely like putting you in that mood to be like ah, all right i'm just gonna boot it back up again uh, and start well I, got, I need to finish it honestly because yeah. I, I had to put it down because you know other other games uh came out by the time <laughs> uh, i was still playing it uh but i will say um i as much as i love all of the dark souls and other uh soul adjacent games i've never bothered to go back for their dlcs like i know that mm-hmm. they're good um but after i you know have beaten them i've kind of been like all right i'm on to the next thing elden ring is the only one where i've feel compelled like i need to go back and play whatever is the next thing that they do here because of how expansive that world is like as much as as much of it as i've seen i still need to see more like it's a it's just a really fantastic place to be in despite all these horrors yeah completely (laughs) agree uh, yeah, and it's funny. They have a long, uh, all of their modern games, aside from Demon Souls and Sekiro, um, well, and I guess uh, Armored Core now, have had uh, these DLC expansions. So I guess by all their games, I just mean the three Dark Souls games and Bloodborne have had expansions yeah, uh, that yeah. have all been, by and large, beloved. Like the Artorias of the Abyss stuff in the first game, uh, the um, the Three Towers in, in the second game, the Ring City in the third game, um, Old Hunters, obviously. Uh, for Bloodborne, it is beloved. It's not universally loved. Like I know Jack doesn't like their DLCs. Jack is like, yeah, apparently they ratchet up the difficulty for all of them. Yeah, he thinks they lean a little too hard into the like fuck you masochism kind of, and and like sure. ultimately are like are are gearing it towards a smaller segment of the audience. Which I guess for DLC kind of makes sense. Like you are probably you know focusing on your most hardcore audience mm-hmm. right because if whatever 10 million people buy the main game it's possible only 1 million people buy the dlc or whatever and it's probably the 1 million people who like the yeah. thing the most um and even in some interviews uh today like miyazaki uh, had uh interviews with a, a handful of outlets and said they're kind of like basing it like if you like that millennia difficulty this is like for you and i don't know if they meant just a single boss because there's definitely like a few of these fuckers in this trailer where i'm like ooh, i'm not gonna like you like anytime i see someone with red and it's either red hair or red tentacles red anything i'm like this is gonna this is gonna wipe me this is gonna wipe the floor with me um but yeah i hope it i hope it also has because like extreme difficulty is not the thing i love about um Mm-hmm. about the FromSoft games. Uh, I love the sense of exploration and like the kind of the the uh, endless parade of wonders 
of exploring the world and Elden Ring had that in spades. And I'm just curious if like a, if, if a, a smaller, more condensed thing can recapture that. I'm not sure how much smaller this is going to be like this, like it, it's given off the vibe, especially since they're using this, um, like you explained, it's kind of a shadow version of, uh, the world. It seems yeah. like they're just going to reuse the map and like maybe move some things around, uh, remix some locations and whatnot. Like just, it might be equal in size is what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's been they've been weirdly cagey with things. They're like, oh, this is this exists in a world that is in the shadow of the orange tree or it is the shadow. And then people are trying to be like, oh, is this going to be in the past? Maybe like the same world in the past. And then other people are looking at the map. There's like a big kind of there's just a body of water in the middle of the map. And people are like maybe that's in the past that thing is like a continent or something like there's a landmass uh-huh. like where all those remember there was like every time you would beat a uh um one of the main gods like you'd go to the top of like a tower yeah yeah, and, yeah. like their thing apparently all the towers like point to a place in the middle of the ocean and like maybe that's gonna be where this thing is um so i have no idea it seems like it's gonna be one of those things where you enter through uh Mikula's egg which is down by Mog, which is the f- fucking fake ass Margie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were too many of those those guys. <laughs> Further I get from Elden Ring, I put so much time. I put like 150 hours of that game in a few weeks, and then the further I get, I still have that somewhere as like a core memory, and those like those men still exist somewhere in there. But I was like, yeah, I remember Mikula's egg down in on an old Mog's tomb. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably also gonna do. I think I'm gonna do a little. I think I'm gonna do a replay. I think before this comes out, I'll do like a little roll a new character, get get reacclimated with uh, with the game and everything. You know, mm. see what because uh, this isn't like one of those DLCs that you kind of just jump in. Like it's I don't know, like when Miles Morales came out, I felt like I could just jump right in and just like they've they've said that that this this is something you need to like put work into I, to get I mean to. I don't think I'll be able to. I mean like uh, I feel like I'll want to get like a nice running head start. Uh, and, and and sort of have my sea legs out under me again before I start this DLC. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. I can't imagine just gonna have the nicest onboarding, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm fairly certain I left off in like the the root area, like before you meet um, Melania. Uh, so when I go back, that's what's waiting for me. <laughs> that's terrible. You, like that's insane. They'd be like, I, mean, I didn't go to the same the- with Sekiro. I, I like, came back. I'd- to, to to just pain and suffering. That's like I haven't been to the gym in a year. Now let's just see if I can have a new personal best. <laughs> I literally, I literally just did that yesterday. <laughs> it was like three three weeks of like like bad weather and like holidays or whatever. Yeah, and like I've I've condensed because uh, I, I still go to like my martial arts school or whatever. Yeah, I condensed um, all that to one day so that I can work the rest of the week. So it's like, okay, on Tuesday I come in for a class and then there's another class immediately after. And I just go to two classes back to back. It's brutal. Yeah. It was, mm. <laughs> my body does feel a certain way. Eventually we're uh, just never going to, we're just never going to heal. So that's fine. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. Paul. I'm excited too. Uh, I'm, I'm this. It is cool that this is like staking its, uh, planting its flag in the sad sand right for the middle of the year. It seems like we've gotten like a big June game, uh, uh, relatively often recently. Uh, like this is right around the same time I think Final Fantasy 16 came out last year. Mm-hmm. This is like a similar time that The Last of Us came out. So um, I think Ghost of Tsushima a few years ago, and so it seems cool. It's nice that like everyone will be 
I feel like throughout July, people will just be talking about Elden Ring again. And it was just really nice when people were talking about Elden Ring a few a few weeks ago or a few years ago. Feels like a few weeks ago. Like yeah, <laughs> time, uh, time is meaningless. Like last year, Elden Ring launched in February, right? Two years ago. It was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was twenty twenty two. Remember Zelda won all that. Zelda and Baldur's Gate won all that shit last year. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm sorry, I forgot what year it was. I'm still thinking okay. I'm in twenty twenty three. But yeah, okay. So yeah, two years ago now. But it yeah. was like February ish, right? It was yeah. I think yeah. I think it might have been the end of February. Yeah, like March. I, I, I yeah. remember it was like early in the year. Yeah. Uh, but them them hitting them hitting the summer. I don't like. So, so, summer's not usually like a big release time for games, or at least traditionally it hasn't been. Like maybe that's changed lately. Stuff's just busy now, right? Like shit's just always busy. Remember we were talking about last year? How about like shit's always busy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is they see that it's like a little sagging. Like this year feels last year feels like it was such a nonstop knockout year. Like it was just one of those things where it's like you have to move from Zelda to to Diablo to yeah. uh, Street Fighter to Final Fantasy to Baldur's Gate to Starfield. Um, and it feels like we haven't had those dominoes set up yet. Like a little bit, honestly, at the beginning of the year, especially if you like JRPGs with like Yakuza to Persona to Final Fantasy. Um, but so yeah, far, nice like get that I, stuff out. Yeah. Out and like <laughs> looking at the calendar, like the only like big, big thing coming out that's dated so far for like April, May and June is like Hellblade two. And even that I don't think is big, big. I think that's just like single big. Yeah, we got it. Um, we, we got it in our minds that it was bigger than it probably was. Sure. Yeah. And then there's like a lot of, there's like a ton of cool looking games. There's like the, the tales of Kenzera is coming out and that Europa game and Sandland and like shit. I'm excited. There's a demon slayer board game game. Let me tell you board after game? we finish board game game, like a Mario party, but demon slayer. What? Why? No, because they because it's great. <laughs> is it is it like Dokopan? That's why I um, I don't know. We have to finish Dokopan and then we can we don't get our Demon Slayer board game game until we finish our Dokopan. <laughs> That's such a uh, weird property to tie to that sort of board Eric's game. It right but, now. Oh yeah, Eric is showing it yeah, now. It's just a bunch of mini games and shit. No, looks yeah. Fun. Why is it tied to Demon Slayer of all things? I don't know. Sweep the board. Sweep the board. Think about it. Maybe you were like becoming a Hashira and you got to do like a little tournament. I mean, half of these characters are already Hashiras. Yeah, but you gotta like maybe it's like your driver's license. You gotta get a new one every once in a while. Well, you know, what? I, I I did complain that they weren't doing enough with like licenses. Like they kept just making arena fighters, and they did make an arena fighter for Demon Slayer. So this is something new. This is something different. Yeah, See, I I'd be in Sandlands coming out. That's just like you're just like a bunch of tanks and shit. That's yeah, cool. I don't know what Sandland. Is. I know it's like an Akira Toriyama joint, but like I hadn't heard about that until that game was announced. So like that's a Neither that's a real deep cut. Not at all. And I saw the footage and it's like, yeah, you just like pilot vehicles and shit. It's like armored core, like weeby armored <laughs> core. Um, Paul with a $5 dono. Thank you so much, Paul. Uh, you know how Inaki Godoy, was that his name? Is that how you pronounce it? That's that's the actor who played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you I, know how know he was how born. His name. Yeah, if I fucked up. Wait, no, they're talking about the One Piece guy. Right? Inaki Godoy, who played Luffy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Was it, no, I'm sorry. Was, I was, for whatever reason, I was thinking of uh, Homeboy from. Uh, Avatar? No, no, no. From the raid. That's like that's like Ikoi Ey or, or something. His name. It's one of the dudes who fought John Wick in John Wick Three. <laughs> that guy's sick. Uh, I can say the same for Jamie Lee Curtis and Doctor Korea. Is it Korea? Korea? Uh, yeah, Kureha. Kureha. Uh, she's a dope human doctor and not a reindeer doctor. My apologies. She's not a reindeer doctor. I'm sorry, Paul. 
Yeah, Tony Tony Chopper is the reindeer who ate a human human fruit. And so he can take on the appearance of he became anthropomorphic essentially. Because okay, what if a devil fruit? You, what if a human would eat that devil fruit? I you know what? I I wonder if that has happened. Yeah. In the one piece of earth. Is that how you become like Reacher? It's like a double human. He's just two men. <laughs> two men on top of each other. Uh, and uh, Far Scryer with another $5 dono. Thank you so much, Far Scryer. Back to Limgrave for 2024. You just want 420. Well, that is a nice 42024. That's a, a palindrome. Sweet. Love, love a good palindrome. I wonder if like this is going to be my next. Like, I, need a th- I, I need a new hyper fixation. Um. I'm, I'm you're, like so rat- you're, you're off of a Suica. Uh, no, I mean like uh, I have a lot. I, I'm now realizing I have a lot of hyperfixations. <laughs> <laughs> but like I have like the gaming ones where I'm like I need to play everything. Like I need to do all the Zeldas before Zelda comes out, and then uh-huh. I finally like to finish line of I need to do all the Final Fantasy VII before Final Fantasy VII comes out. And so like I need, I need like a new one of that. And I don't know what that's gonna be. Is that gonna be like Elden Ring adjacent? Probably not. That seems too hard. There's no easy mode for that. <laughs> Yeah, like like you like to like dual screen your fixations, right? Exactly, exactly. So I don't know. Is that like Kojima? Do I do all Kojima? Do I be like find like dig up police knots? <laughs> Fucking snatcher. Yeah, can like, you? Are you able to play all of Kojima's stuff? Like on way? Like there's you have you have access to to bok, bok tai? You Gotta be. I still got the sun outside. <laughs> <laughs> I think they remade like, that, right? There's like a remade version that doesn't use the sun sensor somewhere. That's no? nonsense. That's nonsense. <laughs> I don't want to live in that world. That's like if you only play it in like a fucking Fallout vault, and I'm not here to play Boktai in a Fallout vault. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto? I could go through all the Grand Theft Auto games. Those don't have easy I mode mean, though, right? That's just a mode. No, but they're not. They're not hard either. Like they're like yeah. you can finish those games just by playing them. Well, sure. with the exception of like that one. There's like a remote control plane mission. Oh. In, I think, San Andreas, maybe, like, in the San Francisco part of San Andreas. I kind of remember that. Like, David Cross gives it to you, I think. (laughs) David Cross? Like, Tobias Fumke from Arrested Development. (laughs) I don't remember remember David Cross in that game, but that that sounds right. Yeah. He's real. He's a real pain in the ass. Um, Nick came back. Oh, is he gone? Bye, Nick. Yeah, we lost lost Nick. He might have just left. He waved. I don't know if he waved like he's like, I'm coming back, or he just waved and said bye-bye. Yeah, I didn't Uh, see the wave. Oh, Nick's Nick's not feeling well. Nick's not feeling well. We're just going to two-person this one. Sorry, Nick. Feel better. All right. Yeah. Hope you feel better, Nick. Uh, R.I.P. Nick. Um, he's not. He's not R.I.P.ing. He didn't he's die. Not he's not <laughs> feeling. Well. He's doing. He's doing fine. He didn't want to talk about Tobias Fuke or Demon Slayer board games, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I need a new hyper. Maybe all the all the. So you know, do you know who uh, Jeff Gersman is? Yes, the, the journalist. He's yes, yes, uh, yes. on his personal on his streaming channel. He's doing. He's playing every NES game for like half an hour piece and ranking them all. <laughs> and it's like a random thing. It's just he doesn't know which one he's about to play, and it shoots someone. He plays it for like half an hour, and then he's, he puts it in a live ranking. And I'm like, this is incredible, and I want to do this for like a console I feel as passionate about. And I feel like it's like Dreamcast or the Nintendo 64, where it's just like, well, yeah, you just me. you just got uh, access to like all the Dreamcast things, right? <laughs> no, I just now have a Dreamcast. Oh, I could have sworn and you just said that. Oh, no, and I keep buying. I have all the 3DS games. Three, yes, you, you yeah. got a 3DS thingy. No, and I've been buying Dreamcast games like a like a weirdo. There can't be that many, right? Like Dreamcast. No, there's not that like many. Some of them are something. very expensive. <laughs> some of them, like they did not make a lot of some of them, and they got very expensive. Dang. So, 
We're going to see. So good luck. Uh, yeah, hyperfixate on buying all those Dreamcast games. There you go. No, hyperfixate on eating fucking ramen, instant ramen, because I don't have anything. I don't have any money left. Um, yeah, Urchery, Urchery look good. We don't have, I guess this is our only, I guess Stellar Blade. I was going to say last year we had um, both um, Lords of the Fallen and Lies of P in terms of like what's going to be that soul's fixation. I'm curious if yeah, there's. Yeah, like filling the, the, the absence. Yeah, and Stellar Blade's not. I guess Dragon's Dogma is even probably is probably closer in terms of like a hardcore. No, it doesn't. That's that seems way. And it's weird because it's also Capcom, but that seems closer to a Monster Hunter. Sure. Like fill in rather than like a yeah. Dark Souls one. Yeah. But yeah, Stellar Blade seems like more a spectacle fighter than kind of hardcore thing as well. Yeah. So, oh, Wukong. Yeah. Well, oh, right, Wukong right. is yes. like a giant. And that one already has a date. That's, I believe, a little bit after. I think that's like uh, August that got dated for. So, um, mm. yeah, that'll be um, two months. To, I'm sure they were happy that, like, uh, FromSoft wasn't being petty and just being like, hey, we're, uh, we're, doing we're releasing the same, the same day as Black <laughs> Wukong, uh, which would be uh, genuinely pretty funny. But yeah, oh, there's we'll also uh, another crab's treasure that was announced in the Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Game. Which yeah. looks like I like that someone's doing like a colorful, cute, silly souls. Mm-hmm. I think that's a uh, I don't know. That's like a corner of the market that I feel like can be explored. Like every souls like doesn't have to be fucking dreary like that. That yeah. doesn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Rise of the Ronin as well. George Lucas, that which seems like part souls like part kind of Assassin's Creed open worldly thing, uh, which has looked pretty cool. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh Casey, you want to talk about what we've been playing and watching? Oh my God, have you uh, been watching sure. Mystery Mr. Smith? I have. I'm not finished yet. Okay, uh, I haven't finished have it either. You, have you? Oh, okay, you have started. Yeah, I've started. Uh, I haven't finished it. See, I'm sure you guys all know what Mr. and Mrs. Smith is. Uh, it's that Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie movie from back in the day that wasn't mm-hmm. that good, but like because Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are who they are, like I think it, it was very notorious because they were also in a relationship at the time. So there's a lot of baggage around the movie, but not too much about the actual plot. Like, I don't think it's a good movie. And I feel like a lot of people felt that way. But then uh, a TV series was announced, basically a remake of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. And the internet just got really mad at them. They were like, well, how dare you remake this, <laughs> this cultural touchstone and, and dare to not be as hot as Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. I was like, all right, that seems a little mean. But um, mild spoilers, the series starts basically addressing that commentary like mm-hmm. they show you um who is it uh alexander skarsgård and whoever the heck that other lady. i've never seen oh lady yeah else. yeah but like just two very conventionally traditionally hot white people yeah like in the role of like oh these are two secret agents who are in a relationship together and they kill them off immediately <laughs> yeah it's really good yeah like it's really it's really fun because they're like oh this is the thing this is what you all wanted right and they're like yeah. i wiped the slate clean yeah here's here's our new characters whatever and like it's a really cool rom-com like that is at its core what it is it's a romantic comedy about two kind of uh not third party but like intergovernmental spies mm-hmm. who are kind of thrown together in like this deep cover mission thing and they have to kind of do these weird missions and they don't know who it's from so like there's a lot of mystique and mystery around that but it's it's them trying to work together and also sort of getting to know each other and sort of falling for each other while they are doing all this espionage and like this like both their the relationship the tension of their relationship and just the setups of like the missions they have to do is it's given real atlanta energy and donald glover did help write this like he and his brother 
yeah, uh, Stephen our Lover. writers on this. And it yeah. has that energy of Atlanta where like the situations kind of get bizarre, but it makes sense because this is a this is a spy movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm liking it quite a bit right now. Yeah, it's also really uh it's really fucking pretty. And like mm. the like action is like well shot and well thought out, which is the one thing I was like curious of. Like I'm like I'm sure it's going to be gorgeous to look at, and I'm sure the 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 banter and the dialogue is going to be great. But like, what is this gonna like? What is the action going to look like? And they do some like incredibly smart things with set pieces and with like how how the immediacy of how things feel and uh, everything. So yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying it so far. Just kind of. Uh, taking it down piecemeal, um, not wanting to burn through it too quickly. But uh, I kind of wish more people were talking about this. It, it feels like it came and went relatively quickly. Um, yeah, because I, I think uh, like most people, there, I think there are two reasons why this isn't getting as much hype as it should, is that a lot of people were put off by the fact that it was a remake. There's like, no one, no one holds Mr. and Mrs. Smith in very high regard to begin with. So you mm-hmm. make a thing that's kind of middling, people aren't going to be jonesing to see it. But the people who were talking about it were like assholes. Like the only sure. reason they were talking about it was because they wanted to say something bad about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but outside of that, um, Amazon recently put ads on their base service. <laughs> so like, yeah, you already pay for this thing. And they just, you, you get a pop-up that says, oh, $3 if you want to watch this with commercials again, because that's what we just took away from you unless you pay us more money. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of people out of protest are just like, I'm not watching anything on fucking Amazon. And I get that. Everyone's like doing that now. Uh, I just read that Netflix has their first thing coming up that's going to be only exclusive to the top tier. It's gonna be that Thanksgiving movie, that like horror movie that came out. Um, oh, I, I got year. scared for a second. I thought it was gonna be that Charlie Brown thing, but that's on Apple. No, yeah, no, no, no. Thanks, just Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, you're talking about like the Franklin? Uh, yeah, like <laughs> Welcome Home, Franklin. Yeah, that looks really good. Actually, really, it does look really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, like so certain movies, and that's not even a Netflix production. That's just like a movie they acquired. Um. Mm. Uh, is going to be like not available on the whatever the ad tier um, version is. So um, yeah, we are just slowly getting back to fucking cable. <laughs> I don't know what we did. It's just more expensive. I don't know why that happened, but it's a real pain. Sad. Uh, yeah, and uh, Volta, I do agree. My Erskine's had a having on having a moment right now as the the voice of the main character of Blue Eye Samurai as well. Oh, I didn't even realize that was her. Nice, yeah, it was great. Yeah, um, that show was good. We need another animated banger. That's what we don't have right now. We had so many animated yeah. bangers in a row. Now we don't have any. Oh, I need to start watching Has Been Hotel. Oh, yeah. Like, we I, men- I mentioned it uh, like on my podcast last week because my friend is like way into it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm going to watch it because I, yeah. I hear good things. Uh, I also that saw the first, animated crack the first promo image for um, there's a lot. So far, I do not believe this has been announced uh, for the States yet. A live action. Odd Taxi. How? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How do you I don't do know. that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's coming out in April, so we'll know soon. <laughs> they just it was like a sim- single image of like two humans in like the back of a taxi looking out the window and you could see the like uh the the, the city lights on them. And I'm just like what? Because if you, if for anyone who hasn't watched Odd Taxi or heard us talk about it a few years ago, it is a show where the the city is filled with like anthropomorphic animals. Mm-hmm. Um and so but and you kind of you can't just be like, well, you can just turn them all into humans. It's like, well, they kind of need to be anthropomorphic animals in order to like. That's kind of what the show is. Uh, yeah. Uh, without going to spoilers, it's, it's so, very important. Yeah, and so um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it's going to be like, but I'm, I'm I don't I'm, I'm curious, cautiously optimistic. Crap. What if 
what if they just do the reverse? <laughs> it's like that's, that's what the <laughs> just put it get real animals. If Babe, the film Babe, could do it, like put an actual walrus in the front seat of that car. Let's see what happens. An actual walrus, a bunch of like animal rights violations, probably is what. No, happens. give him give him a Hawaiian shirt. And he's gonna be he's gonna be fucking cheery as a clam. He's gonna be, be sitting stoked. at the Oscars next year. <laughs> <laughs> Flapping like a big seal, like that um, Somalian dude that he got for uh, <laughs> what that what that one Tom Hanks movie. And they, they just threw him back into uh, back to his country afterwards. Like, oh, weird. No, he's in yeah, a, we don't need he's, you anymore. Uh, he's a, he was in the curse. The the Nathan oh, Fielder Emma Emma Stone. He's great. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I saw a thing that said that he didn't get like he wasn't cast anywhere else after that after winning like, stuff for the role. Honestly, there's probably a bunch of idiots in Hollywood who thought he was an actual pirate. <laughs> He's gonna commandeer the film set. Um Farscryer with a five dollar dono. Thank you so much, Farscryer. Rich tax for the second quarter of the twenty first century. The original experience of a service before it became popular and profitable. Um I, I hate being the one of like, remember how good it used to be? There's a lot of things where I'm like, remember how good it used to be? Yeah, things used to be good. Things used to be good. Uh, you've been you've been watching or playing anything else? Um, yeah, talking talking about uh Donald Glover and uh, mentioning Atlanta offhandedly. I watched the Vince Staples show, which is a new Netflix series, limited series. There are only five episodes, and they're all like maybe thirty something minutes a piece. Uh, if you don't know who know who Vince Staples is, he's a West Coast rapper. Um, but he's dipping his toes into acting. He had like a kind of a walk on role on Abbott Elementary, uh, Quinta Brunson's show on ABC. Um, and he's pretty good in that. He, he plays kind of like kind of a uh, offbeat, goofy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my thing is, um, I've never really liked Vince Staples music. Like he's kind of a very mid tier rapper in my mind. Um, but anytime I've seen him in an interview, like he's a really smart and funny dude. Like he there's this one viral clip he has of him basically calling out why no one in like entertainment industry um, were like talking about the fact that R. Kelly was a rapist. <laughs> Yeah, like he's very vocal about it in the Miller's interview yeah. that had nothing to do with R. Kelly, but he's just yeah. like, "Hey, why are we talking about R. Kelly's?" A yeah, yeah, this feels like something that like we shouldn't be just being like, "Oh, yeah, that's a weird thing that we forgot about." It's like, no, this feels important, right? Um, so uh, I definitely want to give the show a shot because this is just this is a thing that he's involved in heavily, um, and it, it 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 very much feels like, "Hey, we want to do Atlanta too," uh, but it's you know it's set in Long Beach, California, like it's real. Um, like it's got real hood energy in in yeah. regards to like he's kind of just living back in his hood, even though he, like in the show he's himself. Like he's okay in the show as well, a mid tier rapper. Like people know that he's a rapper, but he's also like he's not covered in security and money and fame. He's kind of like a regular dude. But folks are like, oh, you know who this is? Oh, I know yeah. your song. Like stuff like that. And he gets into these like very bizarre scenarios that kind of come out of left field. And like Atlanta, Atlanta kind of dips its toes into like this is super surreal. But it kind of leads you by the hand to get you there where like, all right, we're lost in the woods, but we know how we ended up here. Yeah. Like yeah. Vince Staples, uh, the Vince Staples show will kind of put you in the woods first. Okay. In a lot of ways. So it was like the scenario was funny and like the actors and stuff are doing their job, but it feels so disconnected from whatever was happening just minutes beforehand. So like yeah. it's, been, it's kind of tonally jarring in a lot of places. And like that put me off of it. So like it's definitely not reaching the heights of Atlanta. Like Atlanta is a masterpiece in my mind, but yeah. this this is kind of a, a good attempt 
at mimicking that sort of style. Like it's not a bad show by any uh, stretch, uh, but it's you can see what it was trying to get, to go for, and it doesn't quite hit it. Is he a good actor? Because I mean, Donald Glover um, is like I mean, the cast of Atlanta, just the, the main four, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah I, like, I don't think there's anyone in the show that like stands out as like mm-hmm. a great actor, but I will say um, he's he's good at playing himself. <laughs> as far as I can <laughs> tell, like yeah, he, he seems like he seems like a pretty authentic dude. This seems a little bit like uh, Dave. Did you watch Dave, the little Dicky? Yes, I did Ooh. watch the, at least the first season of Dave. Yeah, I watched the first two seasons and then haven't watched anything since. But uh, seems like a similar-ish thing where it's like quasi-biographical, but then veers off into obviously fantastical situations. Yeah, weirdly enough, I think Dave is more biographical, right? Like, yeah, like like it really is kind of like tracking kind of what he was doing to like get where he got. Like yeah, this is kind of just like, a snapshot. It's like, oh, I'm Vince Staples today. Like this is yeah. what I this is what I'm doing today. But very clearly, he's not in the situations that like you can see in the trailer. Like he's in the middle of a bank robbery. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm yeah. positive that did ha- that would have been on the news. That did not yeah. happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, we had to have heard about that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, I literally did not know that existed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I was getting a ton of promo for it over the weeks. Yeah. So I felt kind of compelled to watch it. Sure, sure. And then I went um, back and listened to some more of Vince Staples music. I was like, yeah, he's still mid. <laughs> like, I, like, I remember that, correctly. It was all right. Music's still mid. Uh, <laughs> you been watching or playing anything else? Um, I, I did start playing a thing, but I, I, I don't think I can talk about it in all fairness. Because okay. I, I played that Rainbow Six uh, mobile game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, there's a we'll probably have more on that next week because I'm sure Nick will play it. And yeah, there's a Rainbow Six uh, uh, mobile game that is a Netflix exclusive game. Yeah, called it's called Rainbow Six Small, like S M O L S M O L S M O L S M O L. It seems like it's uh, cut from the same uh, cut from the same sort of cloth or idea as like. Um, when we got like Fallout Shelter, like that kind of yeah, thing, like here's sure. a complimentary auxiliary, like a smaller game for people who are fans of the thing. Mm. Uh, this is also interesting because, as far as I knew, this didn't. It just went from. It was one of those things that didn't exist and then it existed. Like this wasn't. Yeah, this was I a don't surprise. Think been like, yeah, this was a surprise. Yeah, and it just came out and is, I think, again part of uh, uh, shows the clout that Netflix has in terms of being able to court some like really impressive indie games. Um, you know wh- whether its service is uh is user friendly is uh, definitely remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, interesting. I actually I did want to try this game because I'm a sucker for mobile games. So yeah, I, I like I can't get jiggy with mobile. Like just as a yeah. platform, like it it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, so that's that's my biggest hangup. Sure, and it feels like a lot of those games though. Like I think Fallout Shelter eventually came to PC and stuff like that. So yeah, that, you know, I terrible. think I would I would like to try this off my phone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, the stuff uh, in terms of stuff I've been playing and watching, stuff we already talked about. Uh, I, I only I put like half an hour into Penny's Big Breakaway, which mm-hmm. um, I think is really cool. Uh, I'm again I'm a sucker for 3D platformers, and uh, the movement is very interesting and seems like it has a very high skill level. Like the yo-yo really does make a huge difference and uh, like the things you can do with it feel like when you see some people playing Mario Odyssey and like the way they're using Cappy feels 
Oh, right. Like that wild. We're like, oh, you are level Mario. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like this. And the game even has like a simplistic controls and like a complex control. So it feels like it has. Hey, if you're like a kid or if you just want to get through this game, you can just do it this way. But if you like really want to like dig deep into uh, what we've made here, then here you go. You have full control over. You know, <clears> what platform is this on again? Uh, it's the very least we have a PC code in the thing. And uh, I just bought it on Switch. I think it might only be those. I think it might not be on. It might be like one of those switch launch or switch console exclusives at launch. Right. Um, but yeah, pretty cool stuff. Uh, oh, it's on PlayStation as well. Thank you, Eric. Uh, I did not know that. So, oh, so it's on everything but the Xbox. <laughs> May it could be on Xbox. There's no way to know. It might. Maybe Phil, <laughs> Phil Spencer didn't visit uh, old Penny. Uh, and then uh, they also, in terms of uh, other demos they got released today, the new Unicorn Overlord demo was also dropped. That's the uh, next game from Vanillaware, the the 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim folks. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, the Odin Sphere and Mermasa. Uh, and uh, that's the upcoming kind of Fire Emblem cross Game of Thronesy y um, kind of like really, really cool looking fantasy tactics game yeah, that's coming like out in a few that. months. Yeah. And they announced, again, the demo at the very least for Switch is out now. And it's one of those demos where they said your progress carries over. So it's probably the first x chunk of the game which again i i keep saying i I, that's one of my favorite things is here's a demo for an upcoming thing and uh you don't have to play it if you end up buying the game like that's that's nice like did you did you play a triangle strategy i did not know that was that 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 felt like a little i played the demo so i i guess that's why it reminded me because like yeah your stuff transferred over from the demo of that game yeah but yeah i feel like after playing the, de- the the problem was the demo didn't start at the beginning. Like, I think it dropped you some, like, it was like a sliver. Yeah. And like stuff was happening and like, you didn't know the characters or whatever. So sure. I, I was super curious how your progress would transfer over when you didn't kind of just start <laughs> from the start. Yeah. I feel like it's a double-edged sword, right? You need like, uh, you, you need some you, context. You need, yeah. And so you either need to be like, here's the first, the craziest one I remember was for Dra- uh, Dragon Quest 11, the one from a few years ago. Mm. Its demo was like just the first like eight hours of the game. It was like to a point where I was playing the demo and I just forgot it was a demo and I did a thing and they're like, all right, demo's done. Do you want to buy the game? And I was like, well, I guess so now because I've <laughs> fucking played it for eight hours. I'm invested in it. So yeah. And all your, and your progress carries over, which is great. So, um, uh, but yeah, I have not uh, played Unicorn Overlord yet. I have the demo downloaded. Uh, excited to jump into that. And then yeah, I'm gonna uh, do that too. I'll, I'll try that demo. Hell yeah! And then uh, yeah, they also released the second and final Final Fantasy VII demo. Uh, this is more of the open world. Uh, you know, if the if the first demo was kind of the linear uh, prologue, this is uh, a slice of the open world Junon stuff. Uh, I can't say too much or anything about the game. I'll be able to talk about the game very soon. Uh, but yeah, the demo is out there. If you have a PS5, you can download it, and it, it gives you a little bit of the flavor of what the open world feels like. Of, so these are two uh, different demos for the same game? It's the same client. So you it's the same la- you launch the same demo client. Like okay, it's the same, but it's like... It's and when like you get into the menu of the, the demo, game. yeah. When okay. you get into the menu of the demo, you could do like the opening 90-minute kind of very guided thing right. or you could do this which plops you in uh, a more open world segment of the game okay you yeah because 16 did something like that too like they they like they did the thing and maybe that's what triangle strategy should have done like they gave you the opener like you could play a little bit of like the let you feel a little bit of both of them yeah, yeah. and then they cut forward to like hey this is some deeper gameplay in it so like that, yeah maybe that would yeah be more sense. Gonna feel like yeah yeah 
yeah because sometimes yeah you gotta just i don't know i guess do do what's gonna hook folks which um sometimes games like these it's kind of you, you you have to uh, assume your audience is going to be there for the long haul and so mm-hmm. maybe a demo isn't the best thing there um cool do you uh did you did you have anything else you were playing or watching anything else you want to talk about uh i i started house of ninjas that's a new netflix series japanese made um yeah netflix has been doing this for a while but like they they started to or maybe it's just my algorithm but they started to cultivate a lot more international films oh wow eric was ready (laughs) you got the the footage already but yeah they started to cultivate just a lot of like uh k-dramas uh j-dramas uh indian movies um i personally don't get a lot of like spanish films so like maybe Mm -hmm. it is just stuff that i watch um but like yeah I, I finished Sanctuary, which I talked about a little while ago, which was about sumo. And this series has multiple actors from that show in it. And I was like, I'm surprised mm. to be like, oh, I can recognize these like these just regular Japanese people yeah, in, in yeah. the shows now. Cause I guess I'm watching that many of them. But like the premise is essentially like um it's a literal family of ninjas and like they're kind of like under they're like an undercover hit squad for the government. But but like some past um mission went awry when like the oldest a uh, brother in the family was murdered um and they kind of gave it up after that but you know times are rough they don't get that government money uh right. the house is kind of in disrepair like the family's like struggling and like all kind of you know dealing with the grief and whatnot and then shit starts hitting the fan like some new conspiracies happening the government is desperate for them and like the different in- individuals of the family start getting involved separately like without telling each other and so i'm okay. waiting for everything to kind of coalesce but this was just episode one like it had a pretty a good pace to kind of like easing you into what the world is and then giving you like bits of action and um and like nice character moments for all the different family members all in just that first episode so like i'm very intrigued with the show so far and i've only watched the first episode interesting oh no i wonder, I've watched it feels one and a half episodes because i was very tired and i went to sleep last night <laughs> it sounds like a thing that would be based it's not based on like an anime or manga right it not to like, my knowledge it kind of sounds like it is it de- yeah, it definitely sounds very anime-y. But mm-hmm. oh, and the action that I've seen is good. Like, like oh, they don't good. skimp on that either. Like, yeah, like I feel like that could be like they have playing or yeah, the actors who they have playing like seem like they are doing like at least some of the choreography for the fights and stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. Was that called Ninja Family? Uh, House of Ninjas. House of Ninjas. There's probably something <laughs> called Ninja Family on there. <laughs> That's the reality show spinoff. They're just gonna do like the uh, Squid Game. <laughs> You have to. We're gonna kill your brother. We're gonna kill ten people's brothers and make their families ninjas. We'll see who who wins. Like, a you gotta do all these ninja challenges, and if you fail, your family <laughs> dies. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, awesome. We can uh, we can wrap it up uh, a little bit early tonight. Uh, we'll we'll uh, before we uh, uh, cut to our gracious sponsor again at the end. Uh, Casey, what uh, what do you have going on? What should folks check out? Uh, you know, uh, the usual. You can find me at Sigma Gears 9 all over the socials. My weekly podcast, The Sigma Show, is on all podcast listening services, as well as that Twitch channel that I just mentioned. Um, me and my fiance are still doing our uh, Friday night wedding streams where we're raising money uh, to help uh, offset some of the cost of this wedding that's happening in 2025. Uh, we're playing Return of the Oberdin, which I did not talk about here because um, uh, that game is just full of mystery. So come watch us try to solve some of them. There you go. Um, Outside of that, uh, I don't think I'm going to have any like videos coming out anytime soon. Like I'm working on some behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. and then we're basically leaving for uh, Adventures Night filming. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check which, uh, that out. Yeah, we're 
so yeah, as the adventures night note, um, most of you probably know, uh, the finale is not this weekend. It is moved to next weekend right. uh, to give the crew more time because it's a very heavy animated edit. Um, it will absolutely be worth it. So that season three finale will be on uh, Saturday the second, mm-hmm. and then uh, pretty much right after that, uh, a bulk of the team is heading out to DC um, for uh, the better part of two weeks. And so um, there's still going to be some of us at home manning the fort. Um, there's going to be fewer streams than normal, but you know you'll see you'll see a, a, a nice smattering of familiar faces, maybe some new faces. Um, so we'll be getting some of the streams. It's just there might not be you know a fire link because uh, if two people are gone, is it still the same thing? If one person is gone, I feel like it, it remains. If two people are gone, is it still the podcast? I don't know. It's like the real ship of Theseus situation going on. Here. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, but yeah, we will have uh, we will have the full schedule for you then. So um, tune in for that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, it depends on what we're doing at the time. Like, maybe I could just call in. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> like, who knows? We'll figure knows? it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, we might we, honestly during those two weeks, you might just you might see weird shit because like a lot of us will be together in a studio that has equipment. Like if we find time to do weird shit, you guys might get to see weird and shit. By the virtue of the way the show is, is like you guys will shoot for a day and then have a day off because like Jack and Omar need to like make yeah, yeah, the yeah. things that have happened. And so like you and Jesse and Yahtzee and like Amy are going to like have time to be like, oh, maybe we'll fuck around and, and, and we'll meet Joe Biden. You should try to meet Joe Biden. I don't, I don't want to try to meet Joe Biden. Okay, you don't Joe Biden. <laughs> it seems tedious. Uh, it seems too tedious. <laughs> uh, yeah, in terms of my stuff, um, tomorrow, uh, Casey and I will be resuming Devil May Cry in mm-hmm. the evening. Um, possibly finishing or at the very least getting pretty close. So tune That's in exciting. for that. Yeah. Um, Friday, uh, I'll probably do a stream Friday at noon. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got two, two avenues. We could do, I could do this, this second Final Fantasy demo. And by Friday, I'll possibly be able to talk about Final Fantasy. Um, or Friday, 25th anniversary of uh, Silent Hill 1, a big old HBD Silent Hill. Think about it. HBDSH. People like Silent Hill 1? That's a good one? That's one of the good ones. Yeah, one through four are fine. It's before those, those gringos got their hands on them. <laughs> and then in theory, Helldivers 2 again tomorrow for sure. Oh, right. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll be trying to join them for that tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, we can get in. Otherwise, I was about to say, yeah, that'll be that'll be a big. Uh, otherwise, you'll you'll <laughs> there'll be a backup game. Um, excellent. And then, uh, yeah, I can't. Sorry for being coy, but uh, very soon, um, you you will be able to hear my thoughts on uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, think and by by the gracious um, editing skills of Eric as well, which is very exciting. Uh, so speaking of uh, for Eric. For Casey, for Marty, uh, this was, and for for Nick, I hope you're feeling better, Nick. This was uh, Firelink, episode number 11. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And thank you to our sponsor, uh, Spell Rogue, which we'll run that ad one more time. Thank you, everyone. Have a good Bye, week. guys. Sponsored by Spell Rogue, your next deck building roguelike obsession from Guidelight Games and Ghost Ship Publishing. Available now in early access. Cast powerful spells with the mythical mana dice as you manipulate rolls to duplicate, split, flip, and enchant your cards with spell effects to bend fate to your will. Because Spell Rogue has deck building and dice rolling, and that's double the nerd things. 
experiment with dozens of legendary artifacts and hundreds of upgradable spells to build some truly wild combinations. And those will come in handy as you attempt to cleanse the land and annihilate the monstrous Void Walkers. Because let's be honest, voids are very dangerous and nobody should be walking anywhere near them. Head on over to Spell Rogue's Steam page to learn more about the game and join in on the early access adventure today. Because those mana dice ain't gonna roll themselves. <laughs>